0: Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. Welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and ask them to share their top tips for success with you. I'm very excited to have my guest on today, Sterling Hawkins. He is the opt-in venture um, responsible, excuse me, for opt-in venture at a CART. Um, which is a media company connecting retail and startups and he's going to share a little bit about that but he's also going to share um, more about his master class and how he also helps entrepreneurs so sterling first off uh thanks for coming on the show yeah great to be with you adam thanks for having me all right. all right fantastic well first just to start off if you can you know give us a little bit of background on your on your your retail endeavors um that would be great
1: yeah for sure well First and foremost, I grew up in my family's grocery store. Um, technically, I'm a fifth-generation retailer, so I kind of got a front-row seat to what's going on in retail, especially as technology has become more and more present in the space. And we were in one of the first stores, in the U.S., at least, to launch a loyalty program and have since been on the cutting edge of all the emerging technologies coming into retail online and off, from robots to 3D printers Uh, to IoT, to, you know, you name it, if it's a buzzword out there, we're, we're taking a look at it. And what we got our hands around there is not only, well, what does the future of commerce look like? But how do you actually create and embrace change? And that kind of brings us to where we are today.
0: Wow. So you said. Fifth generation, that's amazing. I, I I gotta admit, um, I think you're the first fifth generation uh, retail uh, executive that I've talked to, so that's, that's fantastic. So if somebody knows, it's probably you. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, you know, retail's a tough business. They say it's got to be in your blood. And, you know, I'm fortunate to, um, you know, been there from the beginning. I remember being a kid, like passing out cookies when the. Um, Checkout lines got too long, and I managed the different departments. And yeah, it's experience that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing
0: today without. Wow, that's something else. Um, well, let's, let's stay on that, uh, on that topic of um, creating change. Um, so, what, what exactly does that mean to you? Yeah, well,
1: you know what's interesting is that change, especially with all the innovative technologies out there now, appears very sexy. Like people want it. They want to talk about it. They want to see robots and they want to see um, self-driving cars and everything else out there. But when it comes down to it, like when it comes down to actually changing something in your business, it's scary because it means doing things in a way um, sometimes dramatically different from the way that you've always done them. And so what we get to do is work with a lot of retailers and a lot of entrepreneurs to start to be able to cultivate that because it's, it's kind of like a muscle. You go to the gym to get stronger or to stay fit, and the more you get used to kind of embracing discomfort, the more you become somebody that can actually, well, be okay with change and then be somebody that can create it and really make a difference in the world.
0: So what would be one of your, you know, one of your tips for somebody, let's say somebody's listening, If they're an entrepreneur, maybe they're having a you know, problem with, you know, accepting change, or let's just say, you know, working out that muscle, right, to, to, to make change part of their company or their company culture. What would be some yeah. tips that you give them on, 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 on embracing change? Um, well, I, I think two things mainly. The, the first
1: is do things that make you uncomfortable. It could be your business, could just be in your, your daily life. You've probably heard of things like uh, rejection therapy and so on, where you, you just put yourself out there. You kind of put yourself on the line doing things that maybe you wouldn't normally do or you're certainly not comfortable to do. And in doing that, it's it's kind of similar the parallel to go to the gym to, you know, flex mm-hmm. that muscle, to be okay with however things are going. And it could be as simple as, you know, meeting a stranger on the street if you've never done that before, if that seems a little scary, because that can make a difference. And, like, what you learn from that shows up or can show up in, well, how you're running your business. The second thing is get really good at telling stories. It's inside of stories, inside of human communication, people either accept or reject change except to reject innovation and ask somebody that can tell stories about the future and especially the future of your business and you know what it looks like when you're successful that starts to come out in your meetings with clients investors or anybody else and so those two skills I, I think can make a world of difference for folks listening in
0: yeah that's great. so, um, and I talk to people all the time about that I and mean, in my practice about the idea of being able to tell a story not just of yourself but also your business. So it sounds to me like just us talking for this couple of minutes, part of your story is fifth generation in retail, right. And then embracing change. So all these things kind of come, you know, come to the forefront of how you market yourself and your service. My story, um, I started at my first brokerage firm when I was uh, at the age of 16 working in their IRA department. And then obviously I have more of my story that builds on that. But for the people listening, if you don't have a story – I would say one thing we want to make sure is the story that you come up with has to be authentic. It has to be, you know, you. It has to be. Um, it has to be something that you're comfortable telling. Um, it also has to be something that just comes naturally. Um, what would you say? Um, other some other tips would be maybe to how to craft their story.
1: Yeah, and and on that point, it it really is uh, stories where people can see their own humanity in them. You know where they see like, oh yeah, this person is a real person, and their company is real, and it's. I think you said it's the authenticity that comes through a lot of that stuff. People can connect with, and not just connect, but oftentimes get behind and actually, you know, become clients or supporters as, as the business business is growing. Um, to tell really great stories, uh, I think they're most effective or can be most effective practicing in, in front of people. And there's a lot of organizations around there where you can do it. You know, one of the ones I'm most familiar with is called Toastmasters. You probably know. It's a kind of a group to practice speaking, and they've got chapters all over the country, all over the world, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And to tell stories where you're creating spaces and you have dialogue between people and you practice structuring stories and speaking and just, like, getting comfortable in front of people can not only be a, a great venue to practice some of those things, but at the same time, the more you do it, the more that story starts to smooth out and as you say, become something that, yeah, is just second nature to tell. You know? I'm I'm somebody that likes to figure it all out and then do it and I've realized, you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna be able to do that. I need to, you know, get out there, put myself on the line, get on stage, whatever it is, and it's kind of in that process, you start to discover what some of those stories are in a whole different way.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely great advice to um to practice in front of people. So Toastmasters, hey, I got my competent communicator I think that's the first level. I never made it any further, but I think I did that about, I don't know, five years ago, maybe 10. I don't know, dating myself. I think there was a silver I was working on that never got done, just a lot, a lot of speeches. Um, But, no, great. Anybody anybody that's listening definitely recommends Toastmasters or however you can get in front of people. Um, The more you practice, the more you're in front of people, the better you'll be. Let's switch gears just a little bit and let's, uh, so I'm on your website, uh, sterlinghawkins.com, and let's talk a little bit more about, you know, what transformation through innovation means to you. I see this big headline. What does that mean to you and um, kind of what, how are you helping people with this?
1: Yeah, well, innovation people typically look at as an outside phenomenon. Right, there's technology in the world, there's artificial intelligence, there's all this quote technology innovation happening out there. And that's that's true. Like that that's all happening for sure. But it's inside of kind of turning yourself inside out or innovating yourself that you can start to work with some of those technologies or work with whatever business you're in. It doesn't have to be technology. That, you know, transforms your business, transforms you know, whatever aspect of the world that your business is in, and, you know, a lot of it does have to do with, you know, practice being uncomfortable. What we do in, um, I run a class here in LA on a pretty regular basis, and we bring people in, and we just practice storytelling. We practice getting uncomfortable, being in front of people, doing things that, you know, maybe don't come in second nature, but You know, in the spirit of trying and support and everybody kind of comes together and they have a chance to put themselves, I I call it, on the court, right? Like they get out on the court and they get to try some things. They get to see what works, what doesn't work, and the stories they're telling, how they're telling them, um, how they're showing up in the front of the room with people. And that's kind of what I mean when I'm saying, well, yeah, transformation through innovation because it is yourself before you can
0: do anything you know, kind of on the outside mm. no that that's all great um and let, so i we've talked about speaking you know uh, a couple of different touch points in this interview. Um, and it looks like you're a pretty active um public speaker um, you know yeah. what what kind of advice would you give someone that what, that wants to kind of go that route and wants to grow their speaking career
1: yeah I, I love speaking. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Um, and what I would say is just start, you know, a lot of people said, well, you know, I'm only going to do it when somebody pays me X amount of dollars and, you know, great that, that might be successful for you depending on, um, you know, what your business is doing and what your background is. But I, I would say like, again, just, just get out there, just start, you know, joining panels, speaking at small community events. Uh, Speaking at schools and colleges is sometimes a a good place to start. And it's it's through the process that, you know, the message starts to take shape. Um, You know, I I do a lot of big events these days. You know, 500, couple thousand people, things along those lines. But that's not how it started. It started with, you know, back in school, speaking to 10 or 15 people. It started at Toastmasters. It started – you know, joining the panel that, well, nobody else maybe wanted to be on, but it gave me a chance to practice and gave, you know, people a chance to hear what I had to say and get some feedback.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, Key takeaway there, just start. I mean, I've, I've um, yeah. and when I think about how my speaking career grew and kind of the things and the changes, I'm like, I, I thought back at it, you know, I've, I've talked to some people who had that stance of, uh, you know, wait to be paid. Um, and I think about it and I'm like, you know, the, when I first started my career as a financial advisor, how many, I think I paid people to, you know, I'm paying for the event, I'm paying to get bus and seats so that I can talk to people about investments. and I'm like, if I would have waited for somebody to pay me i'm like i probably wouldn't have my first client (laughs) you know a decade later so (laughs) that's that's really great advice just start i mean get in front of people and you know get uncomfortable it sounds like the theme um is very consistent in your advice get uncomfortable just start um be okay and Mm -hmm. embrace change i mean it sounds like these are all a recipe for success um, so let's see, just to kind of close off, um, where can people reach, reach you? Um, what should they be reaching out to you for?
1: Yeah, sterlinghawkins.com is the best place to find me. Any advice people want around speaking, I'm certainly happy to provide it, uh, but especially around uh, speaking about your business, whether it's to create more sales, to find investors, or uh, let's call it speaking with a purpose would be happy to hear from anybody. And, you know, if it's not the right fit for the master class or some other things, I can just provide some feedback.
0: All right. Fantastic. Well, Hey, thank you again for being on the show today. Um, have an awesome day. And to the listeners, um, have a great day. Appreciate it. Take care.
1: Thanks, Adam.